Hey there, lady. You're tuned into Wine and Gine, a lively woman's health podcast hosted by two licensed midwives, Kelly Pappas and Tiffany Alblinger. We're dragging every sister, mom, and best friend on our mission to make chatting about the female body and everything that comes along with it a normal and amusing thing. Grab a glass of wine with us while we flex our vagina expertise and dish on women's health topics each episode. Remember, you too can be a vagina expert because you have one. Welcome back, Giners. You are in for yet another episode of Wine and Gine. You're in for a treat is what you're in for. Oh, you're in the treat. Imagine your favorite treat. Mm-hmm. Now get inside of it. <laughs> That's you listening to today's episode. <laughs> I'm Tiffany. And I'm Kelly. And today we are talking about hormones. Yes, we are. Hormones like affect all the things all the time. They sure do. And a lot of times we're like, oh yeah, and then your hormones are fluctuating or they're imbalanced or they're whatever very high level and sometimes people are like I don't even really know what hormone is what right and what's fluctuating and why and yeah so today our goal is to bring a little bit of understanding to what your reproductive and sexual hormones are doing mm-hmm. so anything that has to do with your uterus yep your cycle those are the things that we're going to talk about because we're starting to get an understanding, Giners, you, you're starting to understand what the phases of your cycle mean mm-hmm. and how it's split up into parts and pieces. Um, and so today we're going to talk about how the hormones interplay. They're essentially a part of causing every single shift. Yeah, Absolutely. I mean, hormones are responsible for a million things in your body, so we could uh, go on and on about that, but we wanted to really focus on uh, the sexual hormones, again, with your cycle and all of that, because we could go on for years about everything that they do in your body. Yeah, I mean, uh, think about just the stigma of the word hormone. Mm, Yeah, like, oh, you're so hormonal. Oh, she's so hormonal. Which means, like, I guess, has an opinion about things, slash, maybe is emotional. Yeah. Maybe feeling some anger or frustration. Yes. Yeah. Or, like, the way that we talk about, like, puberty. Mm. Just means, like, unexplained behavior. (laughs) Which is terrible. The pubescent teen. Yes. Oh, we cannot understand her, (laughs) though she changes much. (laughs) But, like, hormones essentially are just the messengers Mm -hmm. from one part of your body to another. It's like like a little um, carrier pigeon. Oh, I've got messages. (laughs) (laughs) Ovulate. And your oh, ovary is like, yeah, okay, thanks. Okay, thanks, little pidge. Yeah, get out of here. <laughs> Fly away now. Um, oh, but pidgey. there's one metaphor that I really liked about explaining how hormones work together because they regulate everything. 
They regulate everything in children's bodies, in women's bodies, in men's bodies, in elderly persons' bodies. Hormones are present everywhere. Mm-hmm. And when we talk about how they work together, um, one person said, each one functions like one instrument in an orchestra. Oh. So it creates this, like, thing that makes sense when it's all together, but if one of those pieces is gone, you're like, oh, well... There's something missing here. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Pigeon. <laughs> you are not doing your job. You should never fly alone. <laughs> um, here's a list of things that hormones are responsible for. Oh, yeah. Late on us. Bone and muscle growth, sexual development, reproduction, libido, mm-hmm. hair and body fat distribution, mm. inflammatory response. And regulating cholesterol. That regulating cholesterol one, I find fascinating. Because most people are like, it's just what I'm eating. Yes. You know, whatever. But obviously it's like, it's just a very deeper, it's all of this is just a much deeper thing than we really think. Well, okay, so there's a specialist, a certain kind of doctor, who just deals with hormones. They're called endocrinologists. Mm Mm-hmm. So that's like all they do is try to understand this element of it. These particular little pigeons. Yeah, the little pigeons. Pigeon flocks. <laughs> They're like uh, little shepherds of the pigeons. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> Hello. Have we come to the pigeon shepherd? <laughs> uh, no, ma'am. You have not. That would be some good prank calls. <laughs> pigeon shepherd, please. <laughs> <laughs> the girls on Wine and Gain told me I could find a pigeon shepherd here. Yeah, they said estrogen is just like a carrier pigeon. <laughs> I don't know who you're getting your medical advice from. Did we mention we're midwives? <laughs> ah, sorry. I hope you guys think this is funny. This is cracking me up. There's one person who's listening to this that's like, I freaking hate this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> These ladies are idiots and they can't listen anymore. They just stepped over the line with the. This is the last shepherd. one. They have not shared any information yet. <laughs> I'm turning this off. <sighs> okay, so your hormones are changing all the time. Mm-hmm. They change during different times in the day, different times in the month. Your hormones are different, you know, when you're pubescent to when you're menopausal and mm-hmm. everything everything in between, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Today we're talking about reproductive hormones. You guys have clued you in on that, but I just want to paint a picture. Ooh, paint. Paint a picture of where all the places in the body that these pigeons have to travel <laughs> to, okay? They're working really hard, guys. So, there's glands in the brain that make dopamine, melatonin, thyroid-stimulating hormone, luteinizing hormone, prolactin, and oxytocin. Some of those are going to be familiar-sounding to you guys, right? Yes. That is just what happens in your brain. The thyroid glands make T3 and T4. So, if you've ever had a thyroid panel done, that's what they're checking for. Mm-hmm. Um... The pancreas makes insulin. That should be familiar to people. Mm -hmm. Adrenal glands make adrenaline and progesterone. Ovaries make estrogen and progesterone. The uterus makes prolactin and relaxin. 
and the kidneys, the liver, the stomach, they all make their own hormones too. Our so bodies are incredible. Everything sends these messages. Which makes sense how like the the pigeons can get lost, right? Yeah. Because they're coming from all these different places, going to these different places. It makes sense. Yeah. Constantly. Right. Yeah. Um, so what hormones regulate the menstrual cycle? So as we as we taper that down into just how the menstrual cycle is affected by these signals. Mm-hmm. Which ones do we do we include? Well, I feel like estrogen is like the top one that everyone kind of hears about, right? Yeah. Estrogen, progesterone, those are big, big the big guns. Yeah, they are. Sure. I think that's that's probably what people are prepared to hear. Mm-hmm. But potentially, they don't understand really what like estrogen does. I mean, it is really no. like the female hormone. I feel like that's, like, pretty much the amount I knew until I started midwifery school. It was, like, very basic level of, like, I didn't know when it rose and all of that. And, I mean, I was a person who was tracking my cycle Mm -hmm. forever. I didn't understand what was happening inside, though. Yeah, it's a bit of lost information, Mm -hmm. right? Okay, so let's share. What What do we know now about estrogen? Well, it's in charge of quite a few things. So we talked about it's, like, the kind of most best known uh, sex hormone. So sexual development uh, and all kinds of things in revolving uh, reproduction. Um, so you'll see it sort of uh, waxing and waning throughout your cycle. And it's highest right before you ovulate because its job is to like help prepare for that experience. And then you ovulate and it dips down a little bit right after that. And then right before you menstruate, it's going to be as lowest, right? So if you recognize, okay, its job is to help my body menstruate, then it's obviously, it makes sense. It's going to peak, right? And then you ovulate, and then it's like, okay, now I'm going to chill out until next month, right? Exactly. Yeah. And um, when it's the highest, so right before ovulation, Mm -hmm. it signals the release of endorphins, which is why ovulation is sometimes like your most energetic... Yeah. Feel good, um, mood, libido, all the things. All those things are yeah. feeling right. Mm-hmm. Um, because when estrogen does its job, it releases those endorphins from your brain and kind of gives you all those good feelings to uh, want to make a baby. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> its whole job is to like right, help you ovulate, which means... To help you make a baby, for sure. And I, I like, appreciate that about estrogen. I love how I feel when I'm ovulating. Yes. It, when you are high on estrogen, mm-hmm. it is a good day. I'm, like, way more creative, way just more in tune with myself, my body, people around me. I'm way more likely to be, like, engaging with people. Social. And, yeah. Vibrant. Right. It's your best self. Mm-hmm. Some people say, if you have any control over your schedule, make all of your important meetings on the week you're ovulating. Oh, I like that. Smart. Because that's on. like, that's your power move that's right That's right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like it. Okay, let's talk about progesterone. What do we know about progesterone? Well, progesterone is trying to prepare the body for pregnancy. So we just talked about estrogen preparing your body to ovulate, and then progesterone comes in to try and prepare the body to uh, have a baby implant and grow that baby and 
all that good stuff. It's going to stabilize the menstrual cycle, um, and it peaks during the second half of your cycle. Again, that makes sense if we're thinking, if we know what its job is, it would make sense when it peaks and when it's um, like lower. Um, so the second half of the menstrual cycle is after ovulation. Yes. So your body thinks, I just put out my best egg. I it's got, gonna be a winner this time. I got my host all horny. <laughs> she probably got some sperm. Mm-hmm. We made a baby, and I am jamming towards yes preparing a place for this baby to thrive for sure. Um, so it's gonna be lowest during the period and through ovulation. So the first couple weeks, right of your cycle. Um, but when it's too low, when we don't have enough of it. Now that we know what it does, it makes sense that lower progesterone can cause issues like irregular periods, um, infertility, complications of pregnancy, um, miscarriage, things like that. Yeah, exactly. Um, So you guys can see how these two hormones kind of interplay with each other. They're the most responsible for carrying you through your cycle Mm -hmm. at different points. Um, And like Kelly said, that... Um, that too lowness of progesterone, um, or that imbalance where it's not working quite right with estrogen. This is why we have hormone testing for people who are having trouble getting pregnant or mm-hmm. have irregular periods, or we can like actually track how much they have in their body at certain times on their cycle, which is just fascinating in and of itself. So I think testosterone is going to surprise people that that is something we actually want to see in women's bodies and is really important. Yeah, because usually you just sort of think of it as like that's what men have. And women have estrogen, progesterone, and men have testosterone. Right. Right. Yeah. Not true. Nope. It's naturally low in women, but we have it. Yeah, and it does some good stuff for us. Like what, Tiffany? It's responsible, like, for all of our maintenance and growth. Mm-hmm. So if you think about how men's bodies are built, and they need to have a lot of testosterone because they're just naturally, like, larger and hardier and stronger, it's kind of like what testosterone does for us. Mm-hmm. So it, like, kind of makes things larger, hardier, and stronger. It grows and maintains that reproductive tissue. It's um, responsible for maintaining bone mass. It's responsible for libido. So just mm-hmm. think about like all the oomph in your body. Like you mm. need a little testosterone for that oomph. Um, when it's high, there can be fertility issues like PCOS, polycystic ovarian syndrome, or irregular periods also. So it definitely plays into your yeah. cycle har- harmony. Um, but when it's low, women have low energy, low libido, or bone loss. So it's mm. naturally... Um, dwindling in perimenopause and menopause that's why osteoporosis ends up being an issue for women um and you kind of have that lower energy lower Lower libido libido. but what we're learning is that there's a lot of women who have this imbalance and these symptoms in their childbearing years when yeah oh um, for sure we should really not have the perimenopausal symptoms Mm -hmm. (laughs) it should be um vibrant and strong and so sometimes testosterone plays that part for us and something that we need to like investigate a little bit Mm -hmm. that's some good info right there man yeah so the luteinizing Mm -hmm. hormone and the follicular stimulating hormone those might sound familiar to some people i love the word follicular follicular you know what i think of so like the follicular phase of 
the menstrual cycle is when your body is preparing to ovulate. Mm-hmm. And I always just think of like the follicle is developing inside the ovary, right? That's what becomes the egg. Mm-hmm. And then it flicks it out. <laughs> Follicular. <laughs> well, that's good. Right? That's a, that's a helpful little piece of... Put that in my back pocket. Yeah, follicular. Flick. Flick. <laughs> Flick it at that, that carrier pigeon. <laughs> um, so these are made in the pituitary gland, which lives in the brain. Mm-hmm. And it stimulates the production of estrogen and progesterone. So these hormones are basically telling the organs to make the, the hormones. hormones. Yes. Gotcha. So if if you did not feel confused before, <laughs> it gets more complicated, there are right? There hormones telling you to make more hormones. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and so that's a huge piece of yes. why um, your brain health and your cognitive ability mm-hmm. and the way that um, you've developed normally or abnormally just like in puberty right. or into your adulthood, how that factor matters because yeah it's all like woven together for sure but the fact that you have some hormones that are telling other organs to make other hormones whatever you just start to see oh this is a much deeper picture than just like oh i have low estrogen yeah or something right it's it's a lot more involved it for is sure. but being aware it, so that can that can sometimes feel like oh my gosh that's really overwhelming and i'm just I don't know where to start and this is too much, but I feel like being aware of how all of this works then gives you a little bit of, uh, you know, confidence to go in if there are, if you are having issues or if you just want to be more aware of what's going on in your body, like a bit more confidence to be like, okay, this is a thing. I know that this is happening. I just need some clarification about like what that looks like in my particular body with my particular symptoms or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. So hopefully mm-hmm. this is kind of making sense for you. We've laid a bit of the groundwork. Now we're going to jump into a bit of a journey through the menstrual cycle, ah. as we tend to do. Oh, we journey. We do. We just love hitting all the phases. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so um, see for a minute if you can guess which phase we're going to start with. Okay, you've had enough time. <laughs> We're going to start with menstruation because that is actually day one of your cycle. A lot of people feel like menstruation is the end of their cycle. Right. And when you're done bleeding, then you're starting again. Why do we start with menstruation as day one? Uh, Well, I mean, that's the time when we're, like, preparing, right, for this next phase. Yeah. The shedding of that lining is part of this next experience, right? Yeah, and it's like, it's a marker that everybody can recognize for Oh, themselves. gotcha, gotcha, yeah. I think that's a clinical significance of it. It's yeah. like, everyone knows the first day that they start bleeding. Yeah, rather than... When do you think you ovulated? Yeah, or even, like, the day that they last stopped, like, when their menstruation stopped, uh-huh. because that can be super confusing sometimes. Yeah, sometimes that goes on yeah. for days. <laughs> Okay, so menstruation, it begins on day one, it lasts around three to five days, and what is happening hormonally during menstruation? Okay, so we talked about progesterone progesterone and estrogen, so at this point, progesterone is going to be low, 
right? And estrogen is going to begin to rise. So yeah. progesterone was like, you did not make a baby. Mm-hmm. I'm out of here. I'm getting out of here. <laughs> no one's got time for this. Mm-hmm. I tried, I made, I made you a wonderful little bed for that baby. <laughs> and you refused it, okay? And you did not make one. Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. That is the progesterone. <laughs> progesterone is a bridesmaid. <laughs> Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. The progesterone story. And then estrogen, she has a little bit of a better attitude. Mm-hmm. She's like, that's okay, we're going to try again. <laughs> so even yeah. as you're menstruating, estrogen's like, all right. Let's pick ourselves back up and try again, I'm ladies. sure it's going to be this month, you guys. Come on. And so estrogen begins to rise. Yes. And um, everybody knows what it feels like to be on your period. Mm-hmm. But what are these hormones causing? Like, what is that sensation when you're when you're menstruating? The progesterone and estrogen. The progesterone's low. The estrogen's pretty low. But as it begins to rise, I mean, I, I when I think about my own experiences and like, I feel much more like sensitive and not like in a. Um, stereotypical way but just like generally in my heart just like more sensitive to things Mm. um and just more inward like I need more alone time and yeah yes it's reflective Mm -hmm. it's recharging if you let it be right yes it's where you want like rest and indulgence and those things it's kind of sweet to think about like that's what those hormones are encouraging in your body at that point and when you actually give it what it wants, like, you get to experience your menstruation in, a, in like, a better mind frame and a better body experience, too. Yes. Rather than trying to, like, push through and... Yes. Push hard. Your yeah. hormones are low. Your body is, like, dumping, right? Mm-hmm. Like, just think about what that picture looks like. And can you just, like, hold space for that happening in your body? Right, and it doesn't mean your whole life has to stop, because that's just not realistic, but honoring that, what your body is doing and what season you are in that month, I feel like, is like pretty powerful. Yeah, go along with it. Mm -hmm. Let there be a little more rest, a little more downtime, a little bit more reflection. Oh, menstruation. Oh, menstruation. How you you make me hate other people and want to be by myself. (laughs) I embrace thee. <laughs> okay, the second phase. Follicular. Okay, so this is from menstruation to ovulation. Mm-hmm. It's like around like day 6 to 13-ish, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, what's going on in the follicular stage? What are the hormones doing? Well, progesterone at this point is still like kind of pissed <laughs> that you didn't get pregnant. So it's kind of just chilling low and it's like... You just, I'll, I'll come back, but you got to wait your turn. It's the bridesmaid who's mm-hmm. like, I, what, am I going to return the dress? I already <laughs> took the tags off. <laughs> I'm never going to wear it again. <laughs> um, and then estrogen is continuing to rise at this point, and it's starting to kind of create this happy little home in your uterus to prepare for ovulation and potential baby. Um, and that estrogen is going to... Pe- it's going to peak um, a couple days before you ovulate, and then we'll start to fall after that. Yeah. And this phase feels like 
your energy starting to rise. Mm. You're coming out of your cocoon. Your menstrual cocoon. Yeah. Like, there's a bit of relief in this yeah. phase, right? Mm-hmm. Um, this is a time that you might feel like planning. Mm-hmm. You might be a little playful. You're feeling more focused. So, yeah, your body's like, this is a new start. Yeah, it's a bit of like a springtime. Mm-hmm. Follicular. I can see the flowers everywhere. <laughs> Progesterone is nowhere <laughs> around to dampen my day. <laughs> Just me and my girl estrogen. <laughs> yeah. You're like running through the field holding estrogen's <laughs> hand. We're, we're heading up the hill. What will be on the other side? <laughs> on the other end is that rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> Let's find out. I'm so optimistic. <laughs> Uh, and then all of these good, wonderful um, springtime mm-hmm. feelings yeah. um, head into ovulation. They do, which is like the big show, right? It's like the big show. Your body's putting out the best it's got, and hoping for the hoping for the best. Yeah. So this is like day twelve to fifteen ish. Everybody mm-hmm. kind of ovulates on a different day. In general, we like to say 14. Day 14 is about when people ovulate, but it really gives or takes in lots of directions. Mm-hmm. Um, this is when estrogen it finishes its peak right before ovulation. Mm-hmm. So, like, you're, you're running with estrogen up the flowery hill, and estrogen doesn't get, like, all the way to the top. It just kind of, like, pushes you off <laughs> to the other and side. And it rolls back down. I can't go there! <laughs> over there. <laughs> I'll see you on the other side. <laughs> oh, estrogen. Oh, You're estrogen. such a good friend. Yeah, she's real fun. Um, luteinizing hormone, follicular stimulating hormone, the ones that are made in the pituitary gland. Yes. Those peak. Yeah. This is where they do their job. Yep. Pow! Like, they really peak. Estrogen yeah, is kind of like and progesterone is kind of like and luteinizing hormone is like, <laughs> and it causes the egg yeah. to finally release. Which makes sense. Like, it has to peak like that in order for something big like this to happen. There's an egg that's getting pushed out of your ovary. Yes. Like, how's it going to do that? Oh, it needs this crazy peak of these hormones to, like, give it the old kick. Yeah, it's like the turbo button on mm-hmm. your brain. Oh, I like that. Pshoo. Yahoo! <laughs> Look out, <laughs> Here she comes! Like a little, uh, like a, like a miner. Uh, like a, like oh, a gold like a, miner. Gotcha. Uh. Kind of. <laughs> what do you, what do you say when you struck gold? Eureka! Eureka! <laughs> looking for gold, looking for gold. It's a sperm, right? Gotcha. Yeah, I'm tracking. Yeah, I'm yeah, tracking. are we? Are we? Uh-huh. <laughs> Somewhat. Yes. I just want it to be like a little cartoon with a pick. I like it. <laughs> Eureka. Eureka! Okay. Uh, <laughs> this egg is going to live for 12 to 24 hours. Mm-hmm. It is looking for sperm. It is on oh, the hunt. Yeah. Panning for sperm. <laughs> Eureka! <laughs> yeah. This egg is like, okay, I've got this short amount of time. Show me the sperm. Let's, let's like, get this done. Yeah. And sperm, 
um, will live for three to five days. Yeah, so it could be chilling for a while. It could be waiting. The egg is like out clubbing. That's right. Little looking for something. Gold. It's a gold and, digger. And, it's a gold digger in the club. And sperm could have been chilling in the club since, you know, happy hour. Yeah. That but guy eggs coming is... eggs coming at like eleven thirty. Is that when people go out? <laughs> I don't know. If Midnight, you go out, can know. you tell us what time that is? I say like I say like five o'clock. <laughs> Before the big rush. Yes, exactly. It's quiet then. You can hear each other talk. <laughs> but this is not egg and sperm. No. No, these, these guys are party animals. They are. They are. Which um, is kind of how you feel when you're ovulating. Yeah. Or I feel. Let's you get feel. it. Let is, let's get it on. <laughs> All the energy. The, like, uh, sexual energy, the physical energy, the creative energy... The social energy, all the things. Yeah. You're adventurous, you're generous, you're nurturing. You're just like, everyone's my friend. Man, you're like your serious best self. You are. Ovulating. You're like, I'm up in the club. <laughs> Found me in the club. <laughs> There's a song for that, but I just can't. It's not coming Bottle to me. Above. Oh, um, yeah. Uh, you can uh, go. It's your birthday. That one. Yeah, that was fine. <laughs> okay, yeah, yeah, it is your birthday when you're ovulating. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's your birthday. Okay, so all good we things. Sound, we sound real old right now. We, uh, you go I, out at five p.m. and you kind of sing Fifty Cent. <laughs> Wait, is that what you guys do? Fifty Cent's not in anymore. Well, I don't know. Isn't he still a thing? Actually, I don't know. We're gonna have to I don't look think that so. up. Don't you think our listeners are about our age? Yeah, and I bet they're cooler than we are. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fine. Well, I hope you all feel great about yourselves. You since can, we're you such can, losers. You can catch us at 5 p.m. in the club. I'm with thinking, a bottle full of bub. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> can we get back to the show? Yeah, sorry. Okay. We have things to say. Uh, the club... It shuts down, right? It does. At What's some last point, call? 2 a.m.? Yeah. The lights go down. on. You you don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. You look at who you've been dancing with, and you're like, oh. In the light? Yeah. Heck no. <laughs> you are not yep. getting up in this. Mm-hmm. You turn around, go through that fallopian tube all by yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and a then, proud woman leaving the club by all yourself. All alone. Yep. Uh, this is the luteal phase. Mm-hmm. Okay? It is not the walk of shame. It's the it is walk. Not... It's the sober walk back to your car. Yes. That makes you proud the next day. You, and you remembered everything yes. that happened. <laughs> <laughs> and you're singing 50 Cent on the way home. <laughs> yep. So your body's trying to decide at this phase. Did it get pregnant? Did it not? Should we move forward to nourish this embryo? If we didn't get pregnant, we need to let go of the uterine lining and start over. Yeah, it's trying to figure out a lot, especially in the beginning part of this phase. Who shows up in the club before the before the club shuts down? Well, our old friend, who we just sort of were like, I guess you just don't like it around here, decides to come back in, throws open the doors, and it's like the spotlight comes on. And you're like, is that progesterone? 
shows up we could have um, a whole podcast just on voices <laughs> of hormones. the hormone voices because we all have a progesterone in our life right we do. yeah we do this girl shows up she's like "Ooh, what we got going here she's trying to set you up with hey, everybody up? in the club yeah. she's like that guy that guy that mm-hmm. guy and you're like you know you're trying to get on my nerves <laughs> now i know i didn't want you around earlier when the lights turn on in a couple hours i'm leaving by myself <laughs> So progesterone, yes. rising, rising, thickening the uterine lining. It wants a fertilized egg so bad. It really does. Progesterone thinks that if if you get complete with your happy little family, that maybe there's hope for her too, right? <laughs> if you can do it. I, I can too. Then maybe he'll have a brother. <laughs> um, if you don't, <laughs> if there's an implantation. That took me a second. <laughs> We've all got that friend. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, if there is an implantation of a fertilized egg, then the estrogen and the progesterone, they decline yep. and menstruation starts. That's right. So what does this luteal phase feel like? What are these hormones doing for us? Um, well, you're kind of irritated. Um, you, I'm like not the best communicator. Yeah. Because I'm kind of going more into the irritation and like my energy is not as high and uh, potentially starting to feel some more like PMSy kind of symptoms at this point. Yep. Yeah. Yep. A little bit emotional. Mm-hmm. Not su- not super careful. Like a little bit more um, impulsive. Yeah. Mm. Mm. Ugh. Luteal. Luteal. Yeah. And that is the end of the cycle. This mm-hmm. takes you all the way up to menstruation, where we start again on day one. Yep. And that is essentially what your hormones are doing at every phase, kind of carrying you through, carrying you out, carrying you over. Um, it sounds like a lot of work. It does. And there's a lot of, like, there's just a lot of things at play. But it's such a like perfectly designed like dance of what goes up when and what comes down and what that causes uh, to create. I mean, the point of it is to have a baby, right? Not to menstruate. <laughs> but yeah, your body doesn't yeah. want to menstruate; it wants yeah, a baby. It really does. Um, but it's pretty cool to like walk through it like that and be like, "Oh, dang, that is pretty awesome!" And the awareness of, "Oh, this is this is what's happening with these hormones, and that's what this feels like." is a pretty cool um, kind of piece to put together. Yeah, and it's not it's not the easiest way to piece that together, but hopefully you guys have a little bit more understanding of yeah. the characters, the carrier <laughs> pigeons. The drama. The club. <laughs> Baby scent. Baby scent. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just want to leave you with that. It's okay to feel these changes. It's okay to feel one way one day and then drastically different the next Mm -hmm. and um that you can have good days and you can have bad days and you're in charge of assessing where you're at Mm -hmm. and trying to figure out what's going on with you hormonally so that you can cope and manage and embrace those changes but also like embrace the energy changes and the emotive changes and the um, physical changes that kind of come along with that so that you can work with your body. 
yeah, it's recognizing it, embracing it, and, like, honoring where it is. Yeah. Because I feel like a lot of times we just try to push through everything. And there's a time and place for that, kind of. But the honoring part of where you're at and what your body is doing and what your hormones are telling you, pretty powerful. It is. Yeah. It definitely is. Okay, Gyners, you're going to let us know what you think. We know that for sure. (laughs) (laughs) You always do. (laughs) Um, And we hope that you decide to track some of these symptoms, to track your period, to um, figure out how to kind of start charting that and paying attention to the different rhythms of your cycle. And, and the different characters and the, all, man, this was a, this was a fun episode to record. <laughs> I hope y'all think this was as fun as we just did. Uh, we're, we're pretty nerdy about this stuff, so it could just be us. And I think just, the guy, I think this is right up the Gainer's alley. Yeah, they're gonna like it. Mm. Progesterone coming in the, yeah, feeling it. <laughs> I am feeling it. Okay. Uh, well, we will catch you on the next one, Gainers. Bye, Gainers. Bye. The sponsor of today's show is Whole Mother Co., a fun give-back shop that includes you, the busy mama, in making an impact with your purchases. Your partnership raises money, promotes awareness, and supports the mother-friendly causes you care about. Use code WINEANDGYNE at wholemotherco.com to get $5 off your first order. Wow, Kelly, they made it all the way to the end. What did they win? Lady, you've won a priceless connection with your amazing body that you've been doing your fab life in. Our hope is we've gifted you with some information and perspective you can use. Sharing is caring, and our mission is to make these topics familiar to all women. We bet you can think of three people right now who will find this episode helpful. So be a pal and share it. Lastly, you won't want to miss a thing coming up in Wine and Guide, so subscribe to get all the tasty details directly to your ears. Have a great day, vagina experts!